We're in Ruth, chapter number 1. Book of Ruth, chapter number 1. We've been looking at Elimelech and his family as they left the land of Israel and because of a famine. There was a twofold famine in the land, a material famine that came from a moral famine. And so it's a time of desperate circumstances, and sometimes when desperate circumstances happen, people do the wrong thing, and they did the wrong thing by leaving uh, God's country, and leaving uh, the land of uh, promise, uh, leaving their their inheritance in that land. So it was a time of dangerous choices as they chose to leave the promised land. And uh, on top of that, they chose to live in a polluted land, living in Moab, a uh, cursed race of peeps, people. And they chose to linger in that land, linger in the prodigal land there as uh, um, 10 years had transpired, about 10 years. And tonight we want to see uh, part three of stepping out of God's will. We're going to be talking about deadly it was a time of deadly consequences and deliberate changes. And uh, we're going to see through verse number 7 tonight. Uh, let's, let's just read verses 1 through 7 just to get the context, okay? Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons, and the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Milon and Kylon, uh, Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. They went to sojourn there, and they continued there. And it says, And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left uh, and her two sons. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. So they went to sojourn, they continued, and wound up dwelling there for ten years. And Milon and Kylon died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. And she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the, country, that in the country of Moab how the Lord had visited his people and giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her and they went on, on the way to return unto the land of Judah. So... Uh, we see it was a time of, of deadly consequences and some deliberate changes that took place. Understand that sin always carries with it some harsh consequences. And this was the case in the life of Elimelech and his family as well. Uh, we see, first of all, it was a time of deadly consequences. We see that discipline came. Um, there in verse number 2, we learn the name of their two sons, um, before Elimelech loaded up his family to, to move to Moab, uh, when judging from the, the name of the two sons, it's, it's likely that he had already began to move away from God, 
gradually. That's usually the way it happens anyway. People begin to move away from God. God tries to get their attention. If they ignore God, then God deals a little more severely with them. And folks don't normally just wake up one morning and decide to leave God behind. It's usually a slow, subtle process that builds until the believer has moved farther away from the Lord than he ever could have anticipated. Now, the reason I say discipline came lies in the names of Elimelech's sons. And their names, Mylon, uh, which means sick, okay? and Kylon, which means pining or wasting away. Sounds like um, they had some issues at their birth. It may be that these two boys were just the victims of circumstance, but if you believe that, then you don't believe in the, in the God of providence. I think maybe God was trying to get Elimelech's attention long before he ever left for Moab. And, you know, God will do what he has to do to get our attention. And when a backslidden spirit begins to manifest itself in our life, God will begin the process of speaking to our heart. And he may do it with a still small voice. That's what we hope for, don't we? Still small voice and that we are bright enough to pay attention to it. Or he may do it with the thundering voice of a prophet, as he did with David. And the still small voice was with Elijah, and the thundering voice of a prophet was uh, 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 Nathan, as he uh, came and, and uh, spoke, with, spoke with David. Uh, the Lord may use subtle means, or he may use direct means. But if we are his, he will reach out to us to bring us home again and and I've referred to a couple of passages as we have begun here um, a, Revelation 3 19 the Lord says as many as I love I rebuke and chasten be zealous for and repent thank thankful for the love of God and that love sometimes though is shown in his discipline and also in Hebrews chapter number uh, 12 in verse number 6 says for whom the Lord loveth he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth um, and uh, he says if you endure chastening God dealeth with you as with sons for what son is he whom the father chasteneth not and so we, 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 we know that chastening comes from the Lord and he does use that in our lives and we're thankful for the times that those come uh, we're not thankful while we're going through it, but we're thankful afterward. It yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those that are exercised thereby. That, he, that passage in Hebrews 12 tells us that. But we see that discipline came, and we see that death came. In verses 3 through 5 there that we read, in spite of his relationship to the Lord, in spite of the blessings of God, in spite of the intervention of the Lord and his family, Elimelech decided to move to Moab. And what was a reality in his heart became a reality in his life. After he was there for some time, he died. And after a while, his sons were also taken in death. And it's my opinion that God used the ultimate form of discipline in the life of Elimelech and his sons in order to bring the remainder of the family back to God. And I believe that the, the famine in Bethlehem was a call to repent. When that famine came, God, the Lord wanted his people to turn back to him. Those six sons 
the, the, they were born sick. Uh, they were that that was a call to repent. Turn, the Lord was saying, "Turn back to me." The death of Elimelech was a call to repent to the rest of the family, and God gave the rest of his family about ten years to return to him, but. Time finally ran out, and they paid the ultimate price for their disobedience. They married Moabite women, and it's sad, but it's also true. God will use whatever means that he deems necessary to bring us home again when we seem to stray from him. If we're his, we can't run from him forever. He will discipline our lives, and if we do not repent, he may take us home. Uh, there's such a thing as a sin unto death. Okay, and the first John five sixteen talks about the sin unto death. It says if any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that, that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death, and I do not say that he shall pray for it. But uh, uh, we saw death come in Elimelech's life and the life of his two sons. So we see that discipline came, death came. And then in verse number 5, um, we see that uh, defeat came. Naomi and her two daughters-in-law were left desolate. As Mylon and Kylon died after uh, Elimelech died, uh, it says there in the latter part of verse 5, the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Can you imagine that being in a... Of course, it was they would probably gotten used to the strange land, but when you're in a strange land... With people that you know, it's one thing. When you're in a strange land and the people that you know are gone, it's a whole, whole different thing. And Naomi and her daughters-in-law uh, were left desolate because in back during that time, uh, the poorest of the poor were those who were widows with no children to take care of them. Uh, that was considered the poor, poorest of the poor. And these women were left with nothing but desolation discouragement, and defeat. didn't have to be that way, but because of sin and wrong choices, they were forced to pay a horrible price. All Naomi had to show, all she had to show for her husband's disobedience and backsliding were three tombstones in the land of Moab. All she had left uh, with with her were her her two daughters-in-law, and she couldn't even provide for them. These women, all three of them, were in desperate, desperate condition. And that's the nature of sin. Uh, it never brings anything good into our lives except the lessons. Okay, It'll bring some lessons sometimes. Uh, and if we learn the lessons, right? If we don't learn the lessons, we're apt to have those things happen again. Um, and uh, while sin may give those who wander off into it some temporary pleasure in the flesh uh, in the short term. All it can produce in the long term is death, defeat, and discouragement. We know there is pleasure in sin for a season. Hebrews 11 verse number 25 tells us that. If we want to destroy our family and devastate our life and doom those that we love, well, if we, want, if we begin wandering off to our Moab and stay there, uh, that's going to accomplish that. There's a price to pay. Um, the words of King Solomon ring true. Solomon 
wrote in Proverbs 13, verse 15, that the way of transgressors is hard. Uh, people that choose a sin, they choose a, they choose a hard way. I mean, in the end, we know the hardness of it, don't we? Um, uh, but uh, it, it, the way of the transgressors is hard. When, when discipline, defeat, and disillusionment and discouragement come our way because of our wandering from God's will, too late we will come to understand that we are reaping the harvest that we sowed. We, we know Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8, Reign true, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. So it was a time of deadly consequences, and then we see that it was a time of deliberate changes. Some deliberate changes there. And verse 6 and 7 uh, that we read says in verse 6, Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard the country of Moab, in the country of Moab, that how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Um, now these two verses of our text may, may help us to leave this message with a little hope. Uh, out of discipline, death, and defeat, we can catch a glimpse of repentance and renewal here on the part of Naomi uh, and the, her actions. And really some, something great is going to come out of this. Uh, one, of, one of her daughters-in-law, we know, uh, Ruth, is going to actually go all the way back with her. Both, both of them began the trip, and then she tried to, to get them to turn back and go to, their, go to their parents' house. At least they would have somebody to take care of them if they did that. And, uh, of course, we'll see that Ruth wasn't going to have any of that. And uh, uh, through, the, through the grace of God, uh, she came to faith in the Lord and uh, wound up in the, in the line of the Savior. She was uh, a, um, King David's uh, grandmother. And uh, what, what, a, what a wonderful thing uh, that, for that to take place. But we see here but, uh, there was a time of, of re realization, first of all, there in verse number 6 that we just read. Somehow or another, Naomi heard that the Lord was again blessing his people. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. Had the Lord ever stopped blessing his people? In reality, no. Um, yeah, if the Lord didn't love us, uh, he wouldn't chastise us. So you know, he, the Lord's chastisement is also his blessing. Okay? The Lord's chastisement is also his blessing. Because if he didn't love us, he, would, he wouldn't chastise us when we fail him. Anyway, it appears that someone came into Moab with the good news that God was blessing Israel again. By that blessing, he meant that there was bread there again in the house of bread. Remember Bethlehem? house of bread um, and uh, so uh, once again there was bread and this sparked a desire in her heart to return to Israel whatever the thoughts were that went through her head she finally woke up in Moab and wanted to go home you know, we're not told what went through her thought process or in her heart uh, but it, just that she she arose 
and she she was ready to leave. And and that's you know really the same thing that happened to the prodigal son. We we I think we're all familiar with the the uh, the Lord's uh, parable of the prodigal son in Luke 15 verse 17 when the Lord said that that, that prodigal son he came to himself. Yeah, I mean. Sin to take you places you never intended to go. I mean, he wanted to go have a good time with friends until the money ran out. When the money ran out, the friends ran out too. And he wound up in a hog pen. Uh, that's not where he expected. Someone said one time that being in a backslidden condition is a form of insanity. If you've ever been there in a backslidden condition and you've suffered... Uh, because of being there, you kind of understand that. Uh, when the prodigal saw where he was, and he remembered what it was like in the father's house, he wanted to go home again. And, and that's the way it was with Naomi. Um, uh, she remembered what it was like back in Israel, and she, she wanted to go home. Now, when that time of realization comes to those who have wandered from the Father's house, um, the fog and haze of sin will clear away and a moment of clarity will replace it. <laughs> and in that moment of clarity, the backslider can see just where he is, how far he has fallen, and he will hear the tender voice of the Lord in his heart saying, there's bread in my house, come on home. And I think that's what happened with Naomi here. There's bread in my house. Come home. And that moment of clarity can be a, a defining moment in the life of the person who is away from the Lord. If they, like Naomi, will remember and repent. And I say she repented because she, she, she arose and she headed back. That's a turn. Amen. She turned away from where she was at. Arise and head, head back to what she had left. And when we arise and head back to what we leave, we can re-enter the realm of blessing and hope. But um, those who choose to continue on in the same path of sin and wandering, uh, when the hand of the Lord just remains heavy against them. So there was a time of realization, and uh, we see there was a time of repentance. We talked about she arose that she might return. It says there in verse number 6. In verse number 7, it says, Wherefore she went out of the place where she was. Anytime you're in sin, it's a good, good thing to get out of the place where you're at, right? And you, want to, you want to get out of there. And uh, so Naomi rose up from where she was and left Moab behind. And she experienced a change of heart that resulted in a change of action. And that's what repentance is. So there was a, a time of realization, a time of repentance, and there was a time of returning there in verse number 7. It says, she, when she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, they, they at least began the journey. And I think as she was going on the journey, she got to thinking, Man, you know, they could, they could at least uh, go back to their father's house. She, Naomi didn't have anywhere to go. But, but they had their father's house and, um, uh, or mother's house, and as verse number 8 will say. But uh, uh, they began the journey, and then verse number 8, and Naomi said unto her two daughters-in-law, Go, return each to her mother's house, and the Lord deal kindly with you 
as ye have dealt with the dead and with me. They had no doubt uh, been good to Naomi uh, in the midst of all the all the, the pain and the suffering and the uh, uh, dealing with the loss. Uh, it's always a difficult time to deal with. But uh, Naomi rose up, went on her way to return to the land of Judah, and she was headed back to the land of praise. She was going back to where her family should have never left. She was going home. And the Lord didn't save us so that we could wander off from Him and His ways. He saved us to draw near to Him. Draw near to Him so He could draw near to us. He saved us so that we might worship Him in spirit and in truth and be used of Him for His glory and live a life filled with joy, peace, and the glory of God. But those things cannot happen if we wander off from the place that God has for us. And we choose to dwell in some place uh, like our Moab, whatever our Moab is, far away from God's place of blessing. And that's what Moab was to them. It was far away from, the, to, from Israel, far away from God's place of blessing. When Naomi went out of Israel, I want you to know, look at verse 21. We're skipping way ahead here, but uh, for, for a reason here. When Naomi went out of Israel and into Moab by her own testimony here, she, notice what she says. She said, I went out, verse, in verse 21, I went out full, and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Okay? That's her testimony. When she came out of Moab, she went back home to Israel, but she returned empty. All of her hopes and all of her dreams and all of her tomorrows were reduced to three tombstones that she left behind in Moab and that wash pot called Moab, leaving her empty as she came back. But except that she wasn't empty, as empty as she thought she was. She came back uh, with uh, supposedly with emptiness, but uh, as as Ruth came with her, uh, God did a wonderful thing. God used Ruth to be able to um, support both of them uh, through the story that we're going to see of Ruth and and Boaz, and uh, we'll we'll take a look at that uh, and as we move forward. All right, that's our Bible study for this evening. Let's uh, pull back out our prayer list. We'll pray for the needs and we'll be dismissed with this prayer.